Welcome back to another episode of Back to the Futures, the official podcast of the Futures League, presented by 78 Sports. I'm Owen Shadrick alongside Matt Ferreira. And Matt, we had an excellent showing at the All-Star Game in Burlington, Vermont on Monday and Tuesday. Yes, we did. It was a very exciting time. Team Mountain ended up taking the victory 3-1, to one, but that wasn't without some drama at the end as we got to bases loaded. Nick Surce was named All-Star Game Player of the Game. He went one for three with two RBIs that would end up being the two RBIs that Team Mountain would hold on to, to for the victory. Zach Gitchier was named the pitcher of the All-Star Game, and he had two outs and two batters faced, and both of them were strikeouts. Tyler Pedrini is your home run derby champion for Monday night. He had 15 home runs in the first round, 16 in the second, and was able to beat out Nashville's Shane McNamara in the third round. Yeah, just an incredible two days. We want to thank the Vermont Lake Monsters for the incredible hospitality. It was a great two days there in Burlington on Monday with the home run derby and on Tuesday. So many great promotions and surprises and just an overall great showing from them. But it is time for our playoff push. We are officially, almost officially in August. It's the 31st when this comes out. But we have a standings update here as of Saturday, July 29th. The Worcester Bravehearts are in thir- first place at 34 and 20, followed by the Sea Unicorns and Vermont Lake Monsters tied at 31 and 20, a game and a half back. Those teams are losing some games. Worcester starting to get some separation. We'll see what happens. The final playoff spot is currently occupied by the New Britain Bees at 29 and 25, who are Two and a half games above the Starfires and Suns tied with at seven and a half games back of first, two and a half back of the playoff spot. Nashua is still lurking. Brockton is not. Um, but that's a standings update. Matt, you got any players playing well? Yes, we do. Last night, we saw Kyle DeRoma have a six RBI night, including a grand slam. And also Nashua, Nader Walker has had five hits and seven at-bats so far this week. On the pitching side, Michael Aceito, nine innings, complete game. He only allowed one run. And Ryu from Nashua, Thomas Ryu, he had a great start going seven innings, only allowing five hits and one walk. Yeah, we have had some impressive performances this week, and it's so rare to get a nine-inning complete game, so that was great to see out of the Futures League. We've also had some very big newsworthy stories coming out of this week, including Brockton and Nashua participating in our third Nesson game. It was a close one nothing game, so shout out to those two teams for participating in our third Nesson game. And we have two new major leaguers. It started when Zach Geloff got the call from the Oakland A's. He is, you know, he was tearing it up in his first game. And the BC product, former Futures Leaguer, uh, top pro prospect is finally not a prospect anymore. He's a big leaguer in Sal Freilich. He had an incredible first week with the Milwaukee Brewers. Congratulations to both of those guys on making it. If you are paying attention on Twitter to Jeff Passan, he he talked about a great call-up story and one of the future league products in Declan Cronin. He played for Pittsfield with a 117 ERA in 2016. And it was a great call-up story about how he was playing online chess when he got the call that he would be going up to the major leagues for the Chicago White Sox. Mentioned one guy earlier. That guy was Nick Surce, and he is our guest this week on Back to the Futures. Yeah, we mentioned him as being the all-star game player of the game, and obviously he had those clutch two RBIs that would win the game for Team Mountain. But he's also been the home run leader so far for the Futures League. So 
he's got plenty of pop in that bat and so it was great to talk to him. Yeah, it was great to talk to him. We talked about all-star player of the games and we're starting to look at end of the season awards and he will be right there at the end of the day, probably holding up one or two of those awards. And he is very excited about this playoff push that the Westfield Starfires have in the next couple of weeks. And so are we, but we want to shoot it to you and we want to get you this episode. Here is Nick Sirs. We are honored to be joined by our next guest here on Back to the Futures. He was an all-star here in 2023, currently leads the league in home runs and was the all-star game MVP on Tuesday in Burlington. It's Nick Sirs. Nick, how you doing? I'm doing good. How are you guys doing? We're doing well, man. And I just mentioned it off the top. We just wrapped up our all-star festivities with the home run derby being on Monday, the 24th, and the game itself on the 25th. What were your overall impressions of the all-star game? I mean, it was just a blast. Uh, I was honored to be there. Uh, met great people. I mean, the other teams, they were just, they're really great. I mean, honestly, I just had no complaints at all. And you yourself, we talked a little bit after the game, but you were the all-star game MVP, having the hit that would drive in two RBIs that would be the winning RBIs for the game. What did it mean to receive that honor? Uh, I mean, it's, it's just an honor, honestly. I'm just, I'm excited that I was given the MVP. Just, I'm, I was going up there, wanted to have fun, and got a hit and did my job in two runs and secured the win. And one of the advantages of playing in front of the is in playing in front of the scouts at the All-Star game. What was it like to get that opportunity to play in front of these people that were scouting you to maybe go on to the next level? Uh I mean, it's really cool just knowing that there's people there that are higher up than us and uh for me to do that, hopefully, I mean, something good come out of it. So just have to wait and see. Yeah. And one of the cool things about the all-star game too, is you guys all coming together and being able to play with guys from different teams. What was that experience like? Uh, it was great. Honestly, the other teams, I mean, we were with, uh, new Britain and Nashua and, uh, they had us dying laughing the whole time. I mean, we were having a blast, whether it was in the locker room or when we were on the field in the dugout. It was just a really fun time. Do you have a certain story from a player or coach off the top of your head? Uh, not really a story, but I mean, like the coaches, they were hilarious. And then uh, the uh, Nashua guys, they were barking. That was some funny stuff. So, I mean, we played nashua yesterday in norwich two days ago and we just carried the bark into it and barking at each other it was funny and the home run derby was monday night and obviously it wasn't a victory but how did you feel participating in that <laughs> that was so much fun i mean it felt like i was actually in a mlb home run derby uh the way they had it running i thought it was just going to be 10 outs but it was three minutes and it's exhausting, honestly. Yeah, three minutes is a long time. <laughs> yeah. And obviously, yes, we said it. You didn't exactly win the home run derby, but if you went back, say, next year or did another home run derby, what would you do different that you, you didn't do this time? Uh, hit more home runs, honestly. Uh, too many, too many uh, 
hits off the wall. So, I mean, I don't want to change my swing up and mess it up for in-game, but, I mean, other than that, yeah. So talk about that for a minute. That's something that a lot of players mention after being in a home run derby, how sometimes they have to, they either, you know, screw up their swing or don't want to screw up their swing. How did you make sure and ensure that you didn't do that? Obviously you hit a lot, hot a lot of home runs in the game as it is, but. Um, I mean, I'm just, I'm just trying to think line drives, line drives up the middle, stuff like that, the whole, like during games, but with a derby, you got to try and lift it. And I mean, I don't know. I mean, I'm just, I feel like I have a more in-game swing than a home run derby swing. Yeah, that makes sense. Many, many say during the home run derby, the name of the game is elevate and celebrate. Yeah. <laughs> All-star game was a fantastic two days. Shout out to everyone in Vermont for their hard work and dedication to that. But now it's time for the playoff push. You guys are two and a half games out as we record here on Saturday, July 29th. What do you guys need to do to continue your playoff push and ultimately ultimately make the postseason? Uh, we need to play team baseball. Um, kind of had a rough one yesterday against Nashua, but that one that game's behind us. So I mean, pitchers just got to do their jobs. Hitters just got to do our jobs, and our defense we just got to keep playing our game behind our pitchers and let um have our pitchers trust us behind them. So, uh, I mean, we just got, like I said, just play the team baseball that we know that we can play. Um, I mean, we're, I don't know how many games in already, but uh, I feel like we know what we can do as a team to get ourselves to the playoffs. Yeah, it's going to be a fun couple of weeks with playoffs coming up. And obviously coming out of the all-star break, you guys had a few days off, you come back. What was the message from Kyle Dem uh, Demkowski when you guys came back? Um, he didn't really have one, honestly. He just, let's go out there and win. We got to make a playoff. We got to make the playoff, so can't be losing games. Yeah, go out there, have fun, stay loose. I feel like that's when teams do their best. Exactly. And talking about doing your best, what would it mean to be able to make the playoffs and fight for a title? Uh, I mean, it would be great. I mean, we've been out here for two months now. Didn't come out here just to play games. I also wanted to win. So, I mean, we have to do whatever it takes just to make the playoffs first and then worry about that after. And you, personally, you're currently leading the home run race for the league and by a wide margin. You've talked about your swing a little bit on this episode, but how have you been able to stay hot all year and keep putting balls over the fence? Um, it's just the early work that I put in, the time I do, uh, the time that I, all the stuff that I do off the field and before the games to prepare myself for the game, whether it's just hitting on a tee, or just trying to like do dry swings and feel my swing out just to like make sure every little piece is is right and uh feeling good before a game and do you have a certain approach at the plate like if you go down 2-0 you're like oh this is a fastball down the middle i'm putting this thing over are you staying true to yourself the whole time yeah i stick to one approach uh just hit the ball hard in between the white lines honestly 
I was, I'd always overcomplicate it uh, earlier when I was younger. And um, I was talking with a bunch of guys before on uh, previous teams. And uh, he told me his approach was just hit the ball hard in between the white lines. And I've stuck with it ever since. And I mean, my, my growth as a hitter and uh, my approach has been a lot better. Hold on, we'll get right back to Back to the Futures, but first, we want to share a message from our friends at 78 Sports. Do you have kids playing baseball or softball? We all know practice time is limited, especially here in New England, not to mention the cost of lessons and cage time can add up very quickly. Save yourself time and money by giving your kids what they need to work on their game at home. Our friends at 78 Sports can help you put together the perfect at-home training setup. Whether you want to start small with just a tee and a net, or looking to set up a full cage with turf and a pitching machine, they have you covered. And I've used their stuff before. I've seen their facilities. They definitely cover everything. The team at 78 Sports design and install hundreds of at-home and commercial sports training facilities. So let them help you find the perfect setup for your space. Visit the 78 Sports website at 78sports.com. That's S-E-V-E-N-T-Y, the number eight, sports.com. For a limited time only, by just mentioning Back to the Futures, you'll receive a 10% discount off your order. That's S-E-V-E-N-T-Y, number eight, sports.com. Now, back to your regularly scheduled programming. Yeah, that's great. That's great advice. You know, there's <laughs> that's, what, that's what you got to do. You got to hit it between the white lines, get hits, and if they happen to go over the fence, that's great. Yep, just got to simplify it, honestly. And transitioning here to your college days, you play college ball at Alfred State. You've played there for the last four years. Personally, I've never heard of that school, but <laughs> that's here nor there. What has it been like uh, being up there? And give us a little background as to what Alfred State is for the fans that may not know, like myself. Yeah, so Alfred State's a four-year SUNY school. It's in uh, western New York, about 40 minutes from St. Bonaventure. Um small school there's two schools there alfred state and alfred university uh i mean just hold on what was the question just what was your time like there like that was a good background <laughs> uh oh my time there yeah like what's it been like uh, i mean it was a blast there just the guys that i met at that school i mean to this day, I mean, I graduated. There's guys that have graduated like two or three years before me. I mean, I'm still in contact with them. We hang out. Um, we just stay in touch. And then uh, baseball-wise, it was fun. I mean, freshman and sophomore year, I got a humbling moment when I wasn't playing as much because of my attitude. And that's something that I've been working on. I still am working on it. And uh, then playing in the perfect game league in New York, seeing pitching and uh, getting humbled at the plate. It really made me focus on my hitting and improving that. And then my junior year and senior year, it really showed with, with that. And like you said, your hitting showed in your junior and senior year. Last season, you hit 416 with 19 homers and 48 RBIs. How did it feel to play so well during your senior year? Uh, I mean, it felt great, honestly. Just 
I'm there to win. I'm there to be a leader. Well, try to be a leader. And uh, I'm not a fan. Like I said, I'm, I want to win. I'm, I hate losing. So I want to do whatever I can to help my team win, um, whether it's just my presence being there or just doing my job at the dish or on, on at the at first base. And you talked about it, you know, you wanted to be a leader and you wanted to have a great senior season and you did so. And it was recognized with a bunch of honors, including AMCC player of the year, ABCA all region, ABCA and D3 baseball, all American. I know you said that your priority is winning, but what did it mean to grab all those awards? I mean, it was, it's an honor to get all those awards. I mean, I put, I put in all this work off the field and for it to show and get recognized. I mean, it really hit home when I really got those honors and I'm really thankful for it. Yeah. And another thing you did was etch yourself in the record books as you broke the conference and Alfred state record for single season home runs. And you are now the all time leader in Alfred state in home runs. What does it mean to be now edged in history at that school? I mean, the kid that had it before me, he was one of our coaches this year. And uh, I always told him after junior year, I'm going to, I'm going to break your record. And it stuck with me. And we came back to school the following year and he was like, you better do it. And I was like, all right. And then I wasn't going out there trying to hit home runs. I was just playing my game and just, it just happened. And uh, to be in the record books at Alfred State, it's it's really cool. So, I mean, hopefully it stays for a long time, but we'll just have to wait and see. We talked about the hardware that you gained last season, but where I'm interested that you've touched on a little bit is your big jump from 2021 to 2022, where you went from hitting 191 to 374, which is an astronomical jump. What changed in your swing and your approach and just the work that you're doing off the field? Yeah, so uh, that's when I was saying how I was talking with the other guys on my previous teams and uh, a kid named Ben Griffin. He went to UC Davis. I'm not too sure where he is now, but I was really talking with him and he just told me that his approach is hit the ball hard in between the white lines. and. Uh, it really stuck and I mean, it really helped. And then seeing the pitching in the perfect game league, uh, it really like, it helped me become a better hitter and di more disciplined, whether uh, swinging at the right pitch or anything like that. And um, just, it really just helped with my growth as a hitter and the, the results have shown it. And you had the most successful season in Alfred State College's NCAA history, grabbing 26 wins in the AMCC regular season title. What was it like being part of that? It was awesome. Uh, I mean, that team's only going up from there. Um, I mean, we're only losing, they're only losing a few guys on the field, lost two pitchers. So, I mean, pretty much everyone's coming back. Um, 
a pitcher on our team this summer, Ryan Bailey. He's a he's he's coming back. He has two more years. He's going into his junior year. He's a leader on the mound. Um, I mean, he's killing it here right now. So for him to do that here and then carry it into school and then hopefully he can be successful on the mound. Uh, I mean, we had a phenomenal pitching staff, phenomenal coaching staff. I wouldn't change it for the world with with the team that we had. And you talked about Ryan Bailey right there. What's it like having him both at school and on Westfield? It's awesome. I mean, he's a quiet kid, but I mean, he just he does what he has to do to help the team win. Uh, I mean, he comes here and he's going crazy on the mound. He's having these amazing outings. Yeah, his record doesn't show it, but, uh, I mean, he's doing whatever he can. Us hitters, we just have to give him more run support at the dish. Before we return to Back to the Futures, we want to share a message from our friends at Zorian Back Company. Rob Zorian started the company, Zorian Back Company, in 2003, literally out of the trunk of his car in Davie, Florida. Within two years, he was selling his wood bat line to Major League Baseball and continues to manufacture the highest grade wood bats for Little League all the way up to the majors. Rob Zorian, founder and president of Zorian, says, I started the company in 2003 to service all baseball players in the United States and beyond. And after 19 years, our mission has not changed. We are very excited to have the opportunity to work with the Futures League and wish all of our players and coaches a healthy and successful season ahead. For more information about Zorian, visit their website, ZorianBats.com. Zorian, America's baseball brand. Now, back to Back to the Futures. Yeah, run support is super important, and he has had a great season just like yourself. And speaking of seasons, I I know you like winning and not losing, and nobody likes losing, but I got to touch on it. Last season, you know, we talked about the regular season, but the tournament didn't go quite as you guys would have liked. How hard was that for you, and what did that loss teach you in the long run? Yeah, I mean, that loss sucked, but um, it just it told me that I'm not done yet. I mean, I have two more years of eligibility. Um, I committed to AIC uh, a couple weeks ago, and uh, – I mean, with my two years of eligibility, I'm going to keep playing ball. I don't want to be done with it. I'm going to go get my master's. And instead of getting my master's and coaching, I'm going to get my master's and keep playing baseball. Yeah, that's fantastic. And I do want to touch on AIC. We'll get to that in a minute. But before we do that, for the last four years, you've played at Alfred State, which is a Division three school. How much pride do you take in playing for a Division three organization? It's just a number. Honestly, Division one, Division two, II, Division three. I'm just out there doing whatever I need to do. And like you just mentioned, you were transferring to AIC. What led to that? Uh, I mean, I mean, I was in the transfer portal first day of practice here at Westfield. Uh, Josh Ramada, he was watching my swing, and then he got in touch with his coach, and he's like, you guys need to look at this kid. And uh, – not even 24 hours later, their coach texted me, he wanted to get on a phone call. And um, so we did, and I committed, and I'm very happy with my pick. You know, everyone wants to go D1. That was my goal, of course, too. But I want to do what's best for me, whether it's playing time, uh, getting my master's, and then, I mean, 
playing baseball. I got my two years. I want to use them up right. Yeah, and you mentioned, you know, the divisions don't matter. You are going from Division three to Division two, but it's just a number. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. So one thing about playing in Westfield, obviously, meaning you're playing in Western Mass, as is where AIC is in Springfield. Was there any connection there? Did you have you fallen in love with Western Mass and wanted to play at AIC, or was it just like the coach that contacted you? Uh, I mean, it's different from where I'm from in New York. Uh, I mean, it's more mellow. I mean, I'm from Rochester. It's a little kind of it's kind of hectic there. Um, but. I love Massachusetts, honestly. It's a great area that I'm in right now. Um, and then, I mean, Nick Cleaney, he's a great dude. He just, he wants to win as well. Uh, he has faith in me, and for him to bring me in, it's really an honor for that. And I'm sure he's come up to you when he found out that you went to AIC, but Seth Dusall, who is the voice of the Starfires and the coordinator of athletic communication, did he have anything to say when he found out you were uh, joining him, joining the Yellow Jackets? Uh, I mean, he was, he was ecstatic. He just, he doesn't stop talking about the lineup and uh, what it's going to be like this upcoming year. He's, he's really excited about it as for me and all the other guys on the team. And you mentioned the Perfect Game League and how you play there before you play in Futures now. What has Summer Ball meant to you, and how important do you think it is that guys play in it to become better? Yeah, I mean, Summer Ball is very important to begin with, especially for, like, us D3 kids. That's where we get to show off what, what like, how good we are as ball players. I mean, we're playing against Division One, Division Two, and Division Three guys now. So this is our time to prove ourselves. Um, I mean, we're facing phenomenal pitching in this league. So it's like, as a Division three ball player, this is where we need to step up and really take initiative and in with what we want to do. And one thing we ask everybody on every episode, what is your favorite all-time baseball memory? Favorite all-time baseball memory? Oh, man. I want to either say it's playing in the All-Star game this past weekend or uh, this past season at Alfred State. We were in the playoffs. It was tied 4-4, to bottom of the ninth, and I hit a walk-off home run to get us the next round in the playoffs. Yeah, that's a hell of a memory right there. That's yeah. awesome. And one thing before we sign off, our final question here, the playoff push, it's coming. It's almost August. It's almost time for, you know, for the crunch time here for the Futures League. What is your message to Starfire fans as the playoff push continues? Uh, keep sticking with us. We're trying to do what we can on the field. Um, if we have your guys' support, uh, I mean – we're going to do a weekend and hopefully we can come out with a victory and make the playoffs this year. Yeah, it is going to be a super fun couple of weeks here to end the season. Nick Surf's 2023 All-Star Game MVP, and he is just crushing it over at Westfield. We appreciate you coming on the show and taking the time. Yeah, thank you for having me. Absolutely.
And this has been Season 7, Episode 9 of Back to the Futures, the official podcast of the Futures League. We have new episodes coming out every Monday. Be sure to subscribe to our podcast. We're on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, SoundCloud, and YouTube. Thanks for tuning in. We'll see everyone soon.